Hello, and welcome back to We Are the Weirdos, Mister, the podcast for all things cult, camp, queer, and creepy. I am your host, Hillary Michelle Post, and today we're going to just do a quick mini episode. Um, I've had a kind of hectic couple of weeks, uh, in addition to some other just social and work obligations. I've been preparing for a little presentation I'm doing as part of Alamo Drafts House Cute Fest. I mentioned it in last week's episode. Um, they're just having a little weekend long festival of female centric movies um, of varying genres. Um, but they were also planning a show and tell, which is a presentation from six different um, well, I don't know, very, a wide range of people, um, but one of them was me. Uh, it was supposed to take place Thursday, but we had some snow, and God knows in North Carolina, one snowflake and the entire fucking state shuts down. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerating, but I'm, I'm not. It, it, it was chaos over just a couple hours of snow, so what can you do? Um, so that presentation um, hasn't been officially rescheduled yet. I'm not sure when it's going to happen. But I figured I would share that with you today. Um, and just give you a quick rundown of things to expect from the show coming up in the near future. So... You guys know that my favorite genre is horror films. And the only thing I love more than horror films are badass women in horror films. Uh, so in honor of Cute Fest, that was what I wanted to talk about during my presentation. So, you know, everyone knows the most popular female archetype in horror films is the final girl. And I love a good kick-ass final girl as much as the next person. Uh, but for me, my favorite female representation in horror are usually the villains, or rather villainesses. Uh, whether they're the main baddies, the monsters, or even just unconventional anti-heroes, I'm always rooting for the chicks and horror flags. And sometimes that is the filmmaker's intent, and sometimes it's not, but it doesn't matter to me. I am al almost always on their side. And while reflecting upon my love of lady horror villains, I noticed themes that the vast majority of these characters share. And they all kind of boil down to one thing. Sex. And true, you could say that about any genre of film. Women's sexuality is exploited for entertainment all the time. But in horror, it's not only used for titillation. In horror, sex is scary. What women go through as sexual beings is scary. And unfortunately, women who have full ownership of their sexuality is especially scary to some people. So what does that look like? Well, it varies. Sometimes horror movies present women's bodies as abject. That a woman's very being and how her body functions is monstrous. Take, for instance, Ginger in Ginger Snaps one of my favorite movies. Ginger's first period and her werewolfism happen at the same time. 
So the film draws parallels there. You know, hair, blood, hunger. Menstruation plays into horror pretty easily. It also tends to act as a harbinger of horrors to come, like Carrie, which starts off with Carrie getting her first period in the gym showers. And because of her abuse from her mother, she has no idea what's happening and she's absolutely terrified. And then she gets bullied for it. And the rest of the film just kind of snowballs from that event. But it's not always our bodies that are made horrific. Sometimes it's our desire. We can see that all the way back in 1942 in the film Cat People, where the main character turns into a deadly panther when she becomes aroused. Or more recently, we have Jennifer's Body, where a virgin sacrifice backfires because Jennifer is very much not a virgin. Or in countless sex thrillers like Basic Instinct or Fatal Attraction, where highly sexualized women use their sex appeal as weapons. Or Julia in Hellraiser, whose entire motivation for killing men and helping resurrect Frank is seemingly just because the sex was really good, apparently. Like, <laughs> that's her entire motivation. <laughs> and uh, a common thread with most of the characters I've mentioned so far is that they don't get to just run amok being monsters or being magical or being horny. Nine times out of ten, characters like these, even the most sympathetic ones, end up dying at the end. And each case is different and has different nuances, but when you look at it overall, if you look at it as a pattern, it almost seems like, at least in cinematic language, women get punished for being women. But there's another subgenre of horror villain that I wanted to talk about. And these are the ladies who are motivated by vengeance. And these are my favorite ladies to root for. We all know rape and revenge films are their own subgenre, but those films have a clear delineation of who you're supposed to root for. But there are some other movies that are more ambiguous. For example, Nancy Downs from The Craft, which we've talked about on this show before. Now, for those who've seen the film or heard me talk about it, we can all agree that she goes off the deep end there at the end. <laughs> but leading up to that point, Nancy has two kills under her belt. One, and both are technically accidental, but one is her abusive perverted stepfather, and the other is Chris. Now, Chris is a complicated character, and his death is just as complicated. He assaults Sarah, but it's implied that the reason he did that is because he is under a spell. But even with that aside, before Chris is under the influence of magic, he is kind of the worst. He sleeps around, spreads STDs, and lies about women. Now, kids... Murder is never the answer. <laughs> but, come on. No one but Sarah was all that broken up about Chris's death, including the audience. Another character that comes to mind is from a far more recent movie, last year's Ma. We come to find out, spoiler alert, 
that the reason the character of Sue Ann is doing all the terrible things that she's doing is because when she was a teenager, she was tricked into performing a sex act on a person while believing he was someone else. Which, don't need to point this out, but is straight up rape. And from that point on in the film, Sue Ann, still 100% framed as the villain, was a lot more sympathetic, at least to me. And like Nancy, though her actions are wrong, you can't begrudge her for being angry. I think that's kind of where Moth failed as a film by miscalculating how the audience would, how much they would or would not sympathize with Sue Ann. And villain backstories like these are also told through metaphors quite frequently. I mean, I know it's not a horror film, but just look at Maleficent. The filmmakers and Angelina Jolie made a conscious effort to present Maleficent having her wings stolen as a clear metaphor for rape. There are countless rape and revenge horrors, stories in horror, rather. Sometimes we're supposed to be rooting for the women seeking revenge, and sometimes we're not. It depends not only on the filmmaker's point of view, but also that of the audience. In 2020, in the Me Too era, the division between who sympathizes with these kinds of characters and who doesn't is probably starker than ever. Film and art in general can be very cathartic. So while the real world, we know that we would never condone violence, Sometimes depiction of some good old-fashioned, Old Testament-style wrath being inflicted on predators can be very therapeutic. Now, I know this all seems pretty bleak. Here I am, a woman, basically saying that my favorite film genre, all women are either monsters, sluts, or victims. But despite these trends, we all know it's not as cut and dry as all that. But if we want more depth and dimension to our characters, it's important that we champion women filmmakers in horror. It's important we tell our own stories and raise up other women telling theirs. And it's important to have conversations like these, to point out patterns in storytelling, and think about what they mean in the bigger scheme of things. And in the meantime, there's nothing wrong with rooting for the bad girls. <laughs> so that's sort of an abridged version of a longer conversation that I'm always having in regards to women's roles in horror. I hope that whenever the presentation does happen, that it will lead to some new listeners of this show, because if they dig this subject matter, I think they'd dig this show overall. This also serves well in honoring Women in Horror Month, which is this month as well. So thank you for indulging me in this little mini episode. I really appreciate all of my listeners a lot. So in lieu of a creator spotlight this week, I just want to take a moment to thank you all again for listening. Whether you know me personally, or if you just happened upon this show online, it means a lot to me that you listen. It's a lot of fun. And being a professional film critic and commentator one day is my dream. So. This podcast, though it is not my day job, is my way of pursuing that. So thanks for coming along for the ride. 
coming up in future episodes. Um, I'm not sure what order these will be happening, but I know I'll be doing an episode on the film Handmaiden. I will be doing an episode on the film Legend. And I will probably do an episode on Paris is Burning, which is having a new Criterion Collection Blu-ray coming out this month with a bunch of new extra footage that I'm really excited about. So I thought it would be a, a good time, better time than any, to finally talk about a very, very influential film. So if you want to check those out in preparation, feel free. And please follow us on social media. You can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at weirdos underscore pod. We also have a Tumblr account at weirdospod.tumblr.com. Feel free to shoot us an email at wearetheweirdospodcast at gmail.com. Send us recommendations, requests, questions, anything whatsoever. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to support the uh, podcast with a donation to my uh, Kofi at ko-fi.com slash Hillary Michelle Post or over on my anchor.fm page, your donations help pay for movie tickets, movie rentals, travel equipment, etc. And is a huge help. So thank you again for listening. And until next time, we are the weirdos, mister. Thank you.